everyone, this is episode 602 of the Pixelated Sausage Podcast for Friday, March 15th, 2019. I am your host, Mark Kuznez, and today I'll be talking about The Division 2, just a, a little bit of it, because I've played only a smidgen when I've gotten it to work. I haven't had many issues, but still running into some. And then Tokyo School Life, and uh, of course some more movies. Don't really have much Apex Legends to talk about, except uh, news that apparently EA paid Ninja a million dollars to stream it, which, uh, good on Ninja for making ridiculous amounts of money to stream a game for however long he agreed to do it. I I don't know if that is uh, something that is 100% for sure, or if it was just reports or what have you, but it's probably true. I wonder if that really did have a significant effect uh, on the popularity of the game, or if just the fact that Apex Apex Legends is uh, incredibly well-polished, just amazing Battle Royale game that took people off guard and is free uh, is what really made it do as well as it seems to be doing. I I would like to think it's the latter and not the former. Uh, Ideally... I want this case, this uh, to be a case of EA wasting a million dollars, paying Ninja and and Ninja benefiting from EA's stupidity. But uh, you never know. Uh, if it if it wasn't as hot, then maybe that would would be significant. I don't know streaming culture. I don't really stream. I don't watch streamers because I don't see the appeal, which is part of why I don't stream. Even though I think about doing it, I just the whole multitasking, even though I, I multitask in most of my life, doing that uh, is something I don't feel that interested in. And I feel like if I stream and I don't interact with chat, even though I don't have any followers and nobody's going to be watching me anyway, unless I'm playing. Like When you're starting out as a streamer, it seems like the only way to get any kind of audience is to play popular games and I don't really want to do that I would rather just play whatever but I'm not going to get anyone to watch unless I'm playing something that's popular like nobody's going to watch me nobody's going to watch me play Jade Empire nobody's going to do it people watch me play Vayne because that was a brand new game that just came out but there isn't an audience for Jade Empire uh, so nobody was there except like (laughs) Seven bots, I don't know. Anywho, The Division 2 is a sequel to The Division. And I played and really enjoyed The Division. But I haven't played it in a while. I don't know if I would still like it today. Maybe I wouldn't. Maybe the shooting wouldn't feel as good anymore. But with the little time I've put into Division 2, done a handful of missions, I've probably put a, a few hours into it, I am... Very, I, I just I have no opinion of it so far. Uh, no strong opinion. I'm concerned by how bullet spongy the enemies are. I don't know if they're more or less or exactly the same as the first division, but they just the bullet sponginess of them is standing out more. And maybe that's just compared to other games I've played recently. But more so than the bullet spongy nature of them, I find that hitting enemies uh, there's just a lack of impact 
when I'm hitting them with bullets. It, 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 there's just, it just, I don't feel like I'm doing anything when I shoot them. Whereas, and it's part of that is just the sound and, and everything coming together. But like coming off of Apex Legends where the, the audio design and everything really makes me feel like I'm hitting the people I'm shooting at when I make contact in the division two, I just wasn't getting that feeling. I just would shoot enemies and I, I would see their, their life bar go down. But if I didn't have that indicator, I wouldn't really have a great idea of whether or not I was hitting them or not, which is more of a problem than how many bullets it takes to take down an enemy. Uh, it looks good, runs well. I'm playing on the X, so you know I can't I can't say what it's playing uh, on a, a regular Xbox or an Xbox One S, but it looks really nice. The, the the world, the environments are very dense and cluttered. There's a lot all over the place. Uh, the the character creation, I wish was a bit more in depth, but it's it's all right. It it does start off making me think that it's set up like Sea of Thieves where you just randomly create a base model and then you can adjust it. But I wasn't sure if I would be able to do that at first because I don't remember that being available in the beta. And yeah, I, like I said, I played a handful of missions. Nothing too exciting or different, unique as of yet. There are a lot of systems in place uh, it definitely seems to be uh, a fully featured game or just have it has a lot going on whereas division when it first started out had a decent amount going on but they definitely added more over time i remember when i jumped back into it maybe not that long ago i didn't end up getting in and, and getting into any firefights but i uh i <laughs> Loaded. I was just like when I loaded up Destiny after all the patches. I loaded it up and then I just got all these notifications and then saw all these different things that I could interact with now and I was like, what is going on? I don't understand anything. This is too much. I feel like I should probably just start over from the beginning because this is just an absolute mess. Um, there's a lot going on in Division 2. So I will definitely be talking about it more in depth in the future. But my my initial impressions are just, okay, This is this looks good. I like this world. I don't give a shit about the story, but I do find the world and the way it's different from the division nice. You know, there, there's more uh, variety. It's not just city, city, city. Um, the, the the way you have these different settlements uh, scattered across the city, and they'll all have their own side missions. And things you can do to improve them and, and add people to them. I like. There's a lot of stuff that is there to scratch an itch I have. Uh, the, the typical itch I have with these types of games. But the biggest part for me right now is for me to just get into a groove with the shooting. Because that's that's where my problem lies. I also miss a specific special ability or a gadget from the first game. I really like the sticky grenade that you can stick to something and then detonate it yourself. I really like that, but they don't have that as far as I can tell. You know, they have their turrets, their drones, or what have you, but no sticky grenade. Uh, I just, 
need to either get used to the shooting, which isn't a great thing to say, or just maybe give it a bit more time and, and realize that, oh, it's not as bad as I think it is, or just find a weapon that works for me, because right now I, I haven't had a chance to experiment with too many different weapons, you know, so a few submachine guns and uh, Uzis and then base assault rifles, nothing too fancy. I want to get a sniper rifle or some kind of long-range rifle. Uh, ideally, a semi-automatic sniper rifle. That is that is my go-to. But, you know, so far, it's uh, it's alright. But it, it, there's there's so much going on in the division, and so much of it uh, involves the end game, which, you know, it'll take me a while to get there. So, you'll be hearing me talk about the division two for probably a handful of more episodes. Uh, so you can look forward to that. And then Tokyo School Life is a visual novel, which is a genre I always think about getting into, but I've never really played any of them. Uh, you know, I've played a smidgen of Hatful Boyfriend and maybe a few just regular uh, typical ones. But I, I put in maybe two hours into Tokyo School Life and I fucking hate it. It's, it's, the, the problem with it is not that it's a visual novel. It's not that, oh, you're this transfer student coming to Japan for two months and you love Japanese culture and all this typical shit. Uh, and, you know, you end up being roomed with three cute girls who all have their own different personalities and blah, 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 blah. The problem with it isn't the tropiness of it, the stereotypes and all that shit. It's that the writing is absolute garbage. It feels like fan fiction. And I, I, I don't know if it's how accurate the translation is from the the original Japanese. But the the translation... The fan, it just feels like a fan translation. I don't want to say it is a fan translation, but the writing is very eye roll. It, it it just it feels like it was written by your stereotypical male anime fan who thinks anime is so cool and that anime girls are so cute and just the best girls in the world. They have their waifus and all this shit, and think that you know anime is just perfect and all this stuff and cute girls are the bee's knees and uh it's not working for me i love anime so much but this is just as opposed to like even bad anime has better writing than this the, the, i mean the problem with tokyo school life from what i've played and this could be something that is uh in all visual novels because i'm not that versed in the the genre but whereas anime good or bad feels like anime like it's just a story and all this stuff this feels much more like an anime fan writing about this crap you know fan fiction that's you know that is what it is so uh, I, I don't know how much time, more time I'll put into it. I'm at chapter three, and I already know that one girl is definitely never going to be my girl because she loves mayonnaise, and she puts mayonnaise on everything, and mayonnaise is fucking gross. And the second I found that out before, and she's the first girl I clicked with because I think it took me 
between an hour and an hour and a half to get my first choice. And it's the only choice I've had so far in the game. And it asked me what kind of food I like. Do I like Japanese food because it's so cool and healthy for you? Or do I like Western food because that's what I'm accustomed to and I'm just used to it? Or do I like Chinese food because it's spicy and has so much flavor? I went with Chinese food because I love Chinese food. But, you know, it's not, not many options. Do you like Japanese, Chinese, or Western food? I guess I'll go with... Chinese, uh, unless Western food counts everything from Europe and the States, like if it just counts everything outside of China and, and Japan, then I would say that because that's way broader. There's, there's way more variety in that choice. But I don't think that's what they meant. They just were like, fuck, yeah, fuck Europe. You, know, you, you, you stupid Sicilian, uh, Sicilian uh, person, you like pasta, spaghetti and cannoli? Fuck you. I don't care doesn't count <laughs> you want some pizza no no pizza for you uh but yeah when i found out she likes mayonnaise i just threw her out she's already done i don't care and we clicked with my first choice she's the one i clicked with because she's also a fan of chinese food but uh in the, in the first few hours it's it's just basic ass shit you know uh, i arrive in japan I am late to school, fell asleep, running towards school, crash into Karin, who is the the tall, busty one who's got a bit of a temper and likes mayonnaise, and she thinks I'm a perv, because of course, when I run into her and we both fall to the ground, she falls down, and then I fall on top of her with my hands instead of bracing the, the ground, they're both on her breast, because that's how it goes, and then... There is Aoi, who is a smaller, cute girl who I spilled my tea on. I don't know if it's black tea or whatever it was, or sweet tea, on when she was running down the stairs because she was late for something. And then I stopped so she wouldn't run into me and I wouldn't end up grabbing another set of boobs. Uh, and so she ran past me, but then she grabbed my arm as she was going past me, and that just made me squeeze this tea that was in my hand, and it squeezed all over her. I'm surprised they didn't have me uh, holding a, a, a box of milk or something, you know, so that instead of her being covered in droplets of brown liquid, it'd be white, if you know what I'm saying. And then there's uh, Sakura, who is young... I mean, they're all young, but uh, she's the nice, kind of quiet, also a fan of manga, who is a little shy or whatever. She's all right. A thing, a, a thing I hate about the translation, too, that just annoys me is that uh, an example is that they refer to manga as Japanese manga. What other kind of fucking manga? I mean, yeah, sure. You know, there could be some, but like, just say manga. Don't say, you know, manga, and then they're like, oh, this is, you know, I, I love American comics and this, but I really love Japanese manga. Just say it's fucking manga. Just say manga. You don't need to put Japanese before it every single time. That's the kind of shit that is, like, one example of how I, I find the translation to be bad. Um, you know, there's excess of words. There's just poor word constru uh, sentence construction and just just very... Uh, amateurish writing in it which I'm sure doesn't bother people who are into this genre and also 
wouldn't bother maybe most people. But since I have a degree in fiction writing, it can bother me more. But yeah, that's Tokyo School Life. I'm playing that on Switch. I didn't mention that, so whatever. And then that's pretty much it. And I only played a little bit of Apex Legends. It's not worth talking about outside of the whole ninja thing. I have watched a few more movies, of course. I watched Fantastic Beasts and The Crimes of Grindelwald or whatever the hell it's called. I watched 45 minutes and then I turned it off because it was boring as shit. I just, I, I couldn't take any more of it. The, the problem with Fantastic Beasts and The Crimes of whatever the fuck is, is that the first one, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, was fun. Crimes of Grindelwald was drab and dreary and just so, ugh, it's fucking... It's miserable. You know, we have fantastic beasts and where to find them. Let's find these fantastic beasts. They're so fantastic and fun and all this wonderful jazz. And then we have fantastic beasts and the... No, not fantastic. We have miserable beasts and where to get the fuck away from them because this movie is dog shit. Uh, I didn't like it, if you can't tell. And then I watched a bit of Caddyshack and... It was my third time watching it because I watched it the first time uh, however long ago and I wasn't a fan of it. Then I watched it a second time. I was like, oh, it's okay. And then I watched it again and I just don't like it. There are things I like about it. Uh, it might be my favorite Chevy Chase role. I really like his character in it. But his character is in a completely different movie. It's it's just a totally very sporadic movie. You know, Rodney Dangerfield is just being Rodney Dangerfield and. I've never watched any other movie with Dangerfield in it, and I haven't watched uh, any of his stand-up, but I'm assuming this is what he's like, and I can tell from this that I'm just not a fan of his, so that's not going to help me. Uh, Bill Murray's character is weird and doesn't really fit and just is fine when you take him on his own, but when you look at him inside this movie, it's just a weird addition. And then all the other stuff you know, that don't involve those three characters, those three actors, the storyline with the kid and wanting to go, uh, get the scholarship and all the stuff and the, the club owner, that stuff is just shit. That stuff is just born garbage. Uh, so wasn't uh, enjoying that all that much. Then I watched... What else did I watch? I watched, I watched a few things that I... Ended up realizing, uh, I don't like this. <laughs> I think uh, me liking Chevy Chase's character just means, you know, if I, if I want to watch a golf movie uh, that isn't Happy Gilmore or the greatest game ever played, or I don't know if there's anything else that would fall in that line, but uh, I just watched Tin Cup. I haven't watched Tin Cup in a while, but I think Chevy Chase's character and Tin Cup are similar-ish. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I don't remember what else I watched. It's not important because I didn't like it. Uh, so there is that. One thing that's exciting though, is that half price book is having their big sale. So I checked out the stories today to put some stuff on hold for Sunday, 50% off day, and then picked up a few things. So I got some 4k stuff on cheap. I got... I bought Finding Nemo because I still haven't, I still uh, didn't own it uh, on Blu-ray, even though 
it'll probably come out on 4K soonish. Uh, but who knows? And it was, it ended up being like eight bucks. So that's not bad. It comes with a 3D Blu-ray. Ooh, 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 ooh. Oh, I can't wait to watch that. And then I got some other stuff. But yeah, excited for Sunday. Even though it's going to be pretty much just picking up things that are on hold. So it's not going to be too time consuming or anything. But uh, that is a good place to end this year episode of the Pixelated Social Pumps. <laughs> this is a good place to end it. That's definite. Uh, once again, I'm your host, Marcus Nez. Y'all can find me on Twitter and pretty much everywhere at PX Sausage. The site is, of course, pixelatedsausage.com, where you can find this podcast, the Pixelated Paranormal Podcast, which, if you are a listener of, there was no episode this week because Sean is on vacation, and he got home the day of Wednesday when the show is usually put up, and he just he does not care about you enough to put up an episode. How do you like that? I do. I put up an episode, even though there are plenty of times when I don't want to do this, but I do it anyway. There are plenty of times where, especially not that long ago, where I was dealing with uh, some significant back pain after uh, having a minor injury, but I powered through it. Did you know? Did you notice? I don't know. Maybe I maybe I talked about it. <laughs> I don't remember. I don't remember what I talked about last episode. Uh, where was I? Yeah. Pixelated Sauce Podcast, uh, Pixelated Paranormal Podcast, and Attack the Backlog, which are all available on podcast services across the globe, like Stitcher Radio, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. And if you'd like to check out the video version of this year's show, or Attack the Backlog, you can go over to youtube.com slash pixelated sausage. That's youtube.com slash pixelated sausage not pixelated sausage just the pixelated sausage or you can watch those as well as some anime reviews if you so choose and if you'd like to check out the art i make you can go over to pxsart.com and check it all out over there if you see something you like click the link and it'll take you to where you can purchase a print of the piece you fancy and if you fancy the site in general and everything that we do or anything that we do i can never I never know what to say. I sometimes say everything. Sometimes I say anything. Sometimes I say both because I feel like I should say both. I want to say anything, but that doesn't sound as right as everything does. But you don't have to like everything. But whatever. If you like something, you can go over to patreon.com slash pxx. That again is patreon.com slash pxs. And support us that way. And of course, as always, thank you for watching or listening. I hope you enjoyed this here episode. And I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your day. And a lovely, lovely weekend. Bye.